What up? What up? What up? What the fork <laughs> is up, people? <laughs> Dude, I haven't seen you in like ages. Yeah, I feel like it's been a fat minute, bro. A fat minute, like a whole week since we last recorded. Yeah. But actually it has. I think that was the last time we talked. Exactly. So like check up on your friends, everybody. Drink water, text your friends, have some FaceTimes, and eat yeah. cookies. And honestly, that's it. Yeah, and we didn't do any of those things this week. <laughs> no, I drank water. And look, I got my water bottle right here, so. Oh, yeah. That's the only thing I did. Actually, no, I just ate a cookie before this. Oh, perfect. We're complete And cookie. now we're talking and FaceTiming, so we're done. We check. Check. We're good. We're done. Uh, check that off your list. Thanks. That's it, everybody. Um, But I am getting ice cream tonight, so. Okay, well, thanks for rubbing it in my face. Anyways, welcome back, everybody, to Unfiltered. This is episode 18. Whoa, we're almost at 20, dude. What are we doing for 20? We have to do another fun one. Oh, actually, we do know what we're doing for 20. (laughs) Yeah, we do. We do have it all planned. Actually, we kind of forgot to do something fun for episode 20, so we need to replan, push the episodes out a little. Yeah, yeah, I know. So this week, we are going to be talking about um, the morality of accepting a job that you may not fully believe in or support. and the implications that come with that and complications and that it really isn't as black as white black and white as it might seem so mm-hmm. some cool stuff actually yeah is it's gonna be an interesting conversation but i have the question for queens from last week which i'm gonna go ahead and read again sorry it's a little long bear with me um so four people need to cross a rickety rope bridge to get back at their camp back to their camp at night unfortunately they only have one flashlight and it only has enough light left for 17 minutes. The bridge is too dangerous to cross without a flashlight, and it's only strong enough to support two people at any given time. Each of the campers walks at a different speed. One can cross the bridge in one minute, another in two minutes, the third in five minutes, and the slowpoke takes 10 minutes to cross. How do the campers make it across in 17 minutes? So there's the straightforward math answer, um, which, because we need to make sure we return the flashlight each time for people crossing, um, someone or some or people are going to have to go back and forth. So one of the straightforward answers is that um, the person that it takes one minute, one minute to cross and two minutes to cross, cross together, and then one returns. And then the five and ten minute people cross, and then the two minute person returns, and then the one and two people cross again together at the end. And when you work out the minutes, it all ends up to be 17 minutes. Or you could get creative um, you know, this person said one and two go across with the flashlight, one returns, five and ten go across, same thing. Give the flashlight to two, two returns, two and one cross, then ten realizes he has extra batteries in his pocket. So <laughs> you never know what people are wow. kind of I love that. <laughs> this I one was like <laughs> this one was like one of the answers was like, just throw them across. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine saying that in an actual interview and the interviewer just being like all right, get the yeah, fuck the, out of this here. This one literally says, this person's answer is, one minute walks with the two minute as the two minute holds a flashlight because the one minute is tired as heck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love it. Anyways, I love reading the end. Me answers. too. But I believe that first one is probably the most straightforward and yeah. probably the most right answer. Yeah. Um, but let us know if you guys came up with any other creative answers. Um, I don't know. Yeah. What please. else we could do, but. Yeah, Please. maybe just like fly across, like no big deal. I don't know. Oh yeah, definitely for sure. Transport. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. you want to take it away with this week's question? Yeah, dude. All right, so here we go, ladies and gents. 
You have 24 coins. 23 coins are the same weight, but one coin is either heavier or lighter. All you are given is a set of balance scales, which can compare... Oh, which can compare to the weight of any two sets of coins out of the total set of 24 coins. What is the minimum number of weighings required to identify the coin and why? Oh, snap. Yeah. Oh, snap a lap. Crack, pop. Oh, what is it? Nah. Pop, crackle. No, snap, crackle, pop, dude. Snap, pop, crackle, crackle, crackle pop. Pop, pop, crackle, snap. Pop, crackle, snap. Yeah. Good luck, what everyone. What are those things called again? Rice Krispies. Rice Krispies sponsor us. Dude, please don't sponsor us. You guys are killing children all over the country. <laughs> Screw your company. Those, those things are half air, so. Dude, I don't understand how – why – okay, your parents were super healthy, though, when you were growing up, right? So you didn't eat a lot of unhealthy food. Um, I used to eat Rice Krispies all the time. That was my – Really? My, yeah, Rice Krispies and then this one granola I used to have for breakfast every morning. Dude, I actually can't imagine you because your diet is just so. I know. Clean and I used to not when I was like a kid. I was super picky, so I pretty much only ate carbs. Like I would have pasta, rice, bread. <laughs> Why is it the opposite of everything you eat now? Because of that exact reason, my blood sugar was so high because that was all I ate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, and I was going to say, so. snap, crack, pop. Say like I don't know how parents feed their kids that no but rice krispies isn't even bad it was mostly air and it had no sugar added sugar but like honey bunches of oats that is like pure sugar wait rice krispies doesn't have added sugar are you talking about like the treat oh i've been oh okay so the treat has the treat yeah because it has like the marshmallow it's like stuck together with that marshmallow stuff but if you just have the cereal where it's like all the loose ones i don't there might be a little bit of added sugar but my dad used to literally – I used to ask for spoonsfuls of sugar to mix in because so, it was so plain. It's mostly just air and, like, it's carbs because it's made of – you know, it's grain, but it's not sugar, It's not a sugary cereal. That's actually crazy. Well, you learn something new every day. <laughs> you learn something new every day. Rice Krispies are wild. Um, anyways. But you know what else is wild? <laughs> More Getting dilemmas. a job and not really knowing <laughs> what work you want to do. Wow. I think this conversation is really important because it's not talked about a lot, to be honest. And especially for people that are like coming up in their career, I feel like they don't have a lot of, I don't know. I feel like they don't have a lot of options. So yeah. you're presented with a job especially now during COVID and it may not align with their morals or what they initially thought they wanted to do. It's kind of hard to make that decision because you have this fat paycheck right in front of you. So, and potentially no other job offers. So it's like, do you continue to look for something or do you take this job when you don't necessarily believe in the company or the product or their ethics or morals or anything like that? Um, And when Kim and I were talking first talking about this and kind of doing some research to see what other people have to say on the internet I found a good amount of like forums and stuff of people like asking this very question like here's my situation what do I do you know and we're not here to give you advice either this is a really hard complicated challenging situation to be in and both Kim and I are actually in these situations somewhat um but 
so we're not here to try to give you advice what to do if you're in a similar situation, but it's like interesting to have this conversation because it might be able to open your eyes to something you hadn't thought about or right. view it in a different light. So yeah, I don't know, bro. Thumbs I don't know up, either. you know, um, winky face. Okay. You're a nut. <laughs> but I do. Yeah. Like Michaela was saying, there are a lot of people on the internet that have talked about this and are in similar situations where they don't really know what to do, but it's, uh, you know, Reddit is not the most like <laughs> reliable. Actually, Reddit is Reddit reliable. has pulled through, okay? Well, Reddit's I'm like gonna... it's not reliable, but it's like uh you where you go when you need like the real answers, you know? Okay, so I'll be honest with everyone. When the election was coming around, do you know what I did? I put California propositions, yep. Reddit, and yep. I went and yep. saw what people said about each of the propositions, literally, and that's how I voted. Yeah, if you ever need to look something up and you need you needed to know what other people are saying, you look up whatever it is, and then just add Reddit to it. Yes. There's gonna be there's gonna be a subreddit somewhere. Yes, it's true. <laughs> and I didn't really, I wasn't really a redditor or whatever you want to call it before until my boyfriend kind of showed me Reddit so yeah I mean I still I don't even have a have an account or anything I don't go on it you know it's like Mm -hmm. some people go on it like social media go on it I don't do that but like when I need to look something up add Reddit to the search and you'll get what you need so yeah dude so I wouldn't be citing it in my research papers but (laughs) hey but also what kind of research you do (laughs) true if you're trying to find the use of Reddit in young teens you are right you are right Anyways. Anywho, yes, Reddit. Reddit is my savior. Um, they are the light of my life and the apple of my eye. Okay. And <laughs> what she's trying to say is that we turned to Reddit to see if other people had yeah. this question on the internet. And we found a lot of interesting subreddits of people with this exact question. Yeah, so we found this Reddit, and I can just read brief, or I'll read the whole thing except for the edit parts that he has. So this is what the entry says. It says, help, I don't, believe it or not, want to work at Google. I'm living in Silicon Valley, and I feel that a lot of developers here aim to work for Google or Facebook without actually caring about their products. Maybe it's the prestige or the money, or my assumption could definitely be incorrect. Please correct me. But I feel left out trying to find a personally more meaningful occupation, which may make me less money when all my peers are heading like sharks to the top and making big bucks along the way. Have you ever experienced this conflict? If so, what did you do? I would hate myself if I made a million dollars a year but was working at Snapchat. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people gave – it was interesting to read the comments because there are a lot of people that gave pros and cons of both sides, like whether you work for them or you don't. And um, I think a lot of them had important, important points. Yes. Read the one. Yeah. yeah. So one of them says, um, that's why Google and Facebook have to acquire startups. They might want the actual product, but many times they really are doing it to acquire the talent, which I actually didn't know that before. And I didn't realize it before because when you're, especially since I'm not in the tech field standing from, or from my perspective, it seems like everyone Wants, wants to work, to work. for the big tech. Yeah. Which yeah. is why I think this is important to like make it aware that we're not saying it's not as chopped up as everyone thinks, you know, sought up, you know, it's not as great as everyone thinks it is. We're not saying that there are a ton of perks and whatever, but it's not, it's, we're saying that's just not as black and white. Right. Right. Um, right. And that yeah. goes for any company, but it is interesting because everyone thinks you want to work for some big tech company. It pays really well, whatever. But if it, even if it pays well, do you fully believe in what they're supporting or what they're um, like? 
what their morals are as a company are. So yeah. So that's crazy. Then they're saying that the startups. Well, actually, no. I can I can see how this is possible. Startups are the ones that really have the talented people, and the people currently working at Google and Facebook were are working there probably because they were acquired by yeah. these big companies or like like chose. Yeah, exactly. Like basically, what they were saying in the Reddit was that a lot of people actually don't want to work there so they're not applying so they actually don't have enough engineers applying for these positions like google and facebook and stuff so the way they get new people in is actually by acquiring these other startups and then when you acquire another company you get all of their their engineer their um, personnel wait that's actually so funny have you seen the show silicon valley i haven't my brother and my dad love that show dude it is one of the best shows i've ever seen and if anyone's listening to this please watch it even if you're not in tech like there's just so many funny things about it. But actually, they touch on this a lot in the show. So in the show, they have this big company called Huli. And the main characters are trying to start something, um, their own product. They used to work at Huli, which is kind of like Google. And uh, they're trying to start their own startup. So they quit Huli to make their own startup and they create this product that is insane. And basically everyone starts wanting to leave Huli. No one really wants mm-hmm. to use it anymore because Pied Piper is like the new top shit, but Huli keeps trying to acquire them because mm-hmm. like they were saying, yeah. that's where all the they're talent amazing. is. So yeah. that's really crazy. I, yeah. I just made that connection now. Damn. Interesting. Yeah. I've been meaning to watch that. Heard good things. You should bro. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's really interesting. But another comment that was made was, I think you'd be – this is this is what the person said. I think you'd be surprised how easily $1 million would outweigh any discomfort you would have programming at Snapchat or Google or any company for that matter. Money in a capitalist society results directly in more freedom and more choices. Damn. You want to make a meaningful contribution to society? You could do quite a bit of charitable giving with $1 million, or even fund your own nonprofit. You would really hate yourself for being in that sort of position. I thought that comment was so interesting because I think they do make a good point. It's like you could decide to go work for a different company that you aligns more with your morals and make half the money you would at this other company and sure, maybe get along well, whatever. But their argument is work for that big company, even if you don't necessarily agree, because then that money that you make, you can then turn it around and put it somewhere you do agree, whether it's in a right. charity or like they said, making your own nonprofit or something, which is like crazy because I think that's a good point. But it's not again, it's not black and white. You're walking a fine line. Yeah. And I actually kind of relate to this now. Like I can share a bit about how, because Michaela mentioned earlier that Mm -hmm. we're both kind of in this situation now. And I, first of all, want to preface by saying I absolutely love my research, love my university, love grad school. Well, okay. Love and hate grad school. (laughs) But I did not think that I would be in the specific research field I'm currently in initially. Like I'm all about sustainability, clean energy. That's what I want to do. However, because of funding, because of certain things that happen, I kind of had to make the decision to choose a different PI. And I'm super, super glad I did choose this PI that I have. But a lot of the projects are funded by um, like defense and you know, that's not necessarily something that I want to directly support. So that's why I was kind of like, oof, I don't know. But in the grand scheme of things for the next five years, I'm kind of not ignoring it, but like looking past it because what I'm learning 
are the skills I can apply later on to the career that I want to do. Mm-hmm. That, and, that was similar. Yeah. No, can I interrupt for one second? There was another comment on that subreddit where someone was like, just work there for a couple years, get that on your resume. And then like, it's selfish. But then like, if you worked at Google, and you have that on your resume, then you can go and ultimately do what you want to do, like, maybe on a faster track, right? Because you now have this. So it's interesting. It's like, yeah, yeah. anyways, yeah. So there's honestly nothing wrong with having to kind of make that sacrifice right now. Um, I'm not telling anyone what to do. But I think that it's definitely okay to Think about your five-year plan what or your 10-year plan. Where do you want to be? Oh, and if- yeah, which you can go back to listen to episode 16, Time to Control Our Goals, where we talk about looking past at the next five to 10 years and some advice on how to set goals. Sorry, just a little plug there. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so you can look in the, um, to 10 years from now. Ask yourself where you want to be and if the current opportunity in front of you can help you in some way, even if it might be a little questionable, not like illegal. Please don't do anything (laughs) illegal. I just mean like maybe it wasn't initially what you wanted to do. If it can help you in some way, then I would say go for it. Yeah. I will. I can also speak to that. I'm in a similar situation in terms of um, aligning my morals with where I'm currently working. So again, full disclosure, like love working at Chevron. I've been open there for six months, almost six months now. It's a great company, but Obviously, it's in the oil and gas field, which I personally have been trying to be more sustainable and um, like lower my own personal carbon footprint and all that stuff. And so I've gotten so much shit from people being like, oh, like you're trying to be low waste, but like you work at oil in an oil and gas at an oil and gas company, like a huge corporation, all this stuff. And like, yes, they're right. It is very um, contra- like contradiction, contradicting and um, hi- um, what's the word? Uh, hypocritical hypocritical thank you and hypocritical um but kim what kim was kind of saying of like trying to see it in a different mindset and like it's like this is a it's a really good place for where i'm at right now with my career to start like to start my career here it's great people it really is a really good company in terms of how they treat their employees and ultimately what i tell people when they say when they give me shit is like kind of sassy but like ultimately with something like that it's like there's these companies are going to produce these products um, that sure might not be the best for the environment, but because there is a demand for it. So ultimately I could turn it around and be like, okay, but you can give me all the shit you want for doing this, but ultimately you're the one who has a car and you, and you fly and you go on planes and like we provide the gasoline and the jet fuel for all of that. So as long as there's a uh, demand, there's some, someone's going to fill that void, whether it's Chevron or any other company, someone's going to see that there's a need for that. And they're going to want they're going to go in and they're going to make money off of it. That's just like how the economy works. Right. So until that demand is no longer there, there's going to keep continue to be a supply. So why don't we provide jobs in the meantime? You know, that's like kind of how I try to see it in in that sense, Um, which is like a, kind of putting the blame on someone else which you know <laughs> so it does sound like a little sassy and like defensive I guess but um I think it's all about perspective as to how you view it and like I said for where I'm at with my career right now and everything like that it's a good place for me to be at um and I'm doing what I can outside of, like work isn't my whole life I'm doing what I can outside of that as my own human and identity to lower right. my own carbon footprint and be more sustainable you know so it's it's like, it's a balancing act for sure. But it, it's not, I think it's this like situation is more common than people realize, um, especially in today's society with like so many different types of companies out there. And like, um, you're, as, I think it's probably really difficult to find some place you want to work where you 100% believe in everything that they do or yeah. um, preach or 
their mission statement or any of that kind of stuff. I think that's really difficult. I don't know, dude. I feel like a lot of startups, like I have, for example, I have a friend right now who works at a startup that was started by someone that went to like UPenn or something and it's a battery company. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how, like, unless the management sucks, but she said she loves it there. And, um, she, yeah, she doesn't see any problem with what they're doing and like it's sustainable and that's what she wanted. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's, there's any, like there's not any out there. And also it all depends on your own morals or own morals too, because someone could be in the exact same position as I am, but they're not trying to be low waste. Maybe their morals are more about providing jobs or supplying whatever, you know, and they think that where they're working is a great company and that's fine. And not that I don't think it's a great company, but you know what I'm saying? Like it, it it's yeah. not. It depends on your own morals as well. Right. Yeah. No, so we're saying what ours are, but that's maybe not yours. So, yeah. um, you know, what's a side note too, but also kind of connected it. I actually, what you said about there being a demand is really interesting because you could also kind of apply that to Facebook and Google. Like if people didn't use Facebook true. that much, they wouldn't be like the top of the freaking right. world right now. Right. Yeah. Damn. It's like and if, uh, there's so many things that's wrong yeah. with this society, but that's a <laughs> yeah, whole that's other. What we say every episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but another topic I wanted to touch on too, while we're talking about this is yeah. um, when Kim and I were looking this up, I found this article from the New York Times. So a little more reputable than Reddit, I guess you could say, I guess <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but it's um, basically this article that was written in 2018. Um, when the journalist basically interviewed a bunch of UC Berkeley students who were participating in a hackathon um, over a weekend. And it wasn't just a hackathon. It was also apparently a tech recruiting event. So I think Facebook, Google, Microsoft, all those big tech companies were there. Um, And I just want to read a clip from this because it kind of gives a summary of what this article is talking about, and then we can dive into it deeper. But the article opens up and says, a job at Facebook sounds pretty plum. The interns make around 8000 a month and an entry-level software engineer makes about 140000 a year. The food is free. There's a walking trail with indigenous plants and a juice bar. But the tone among highly sought-after computer scientists about the social network is changing. On a recent night at the University of California, Berkeley, as a group of young engineers gathered to show off their tech skills, many said they would avoid taking jobs at the social network. I've heard a lot of employees who work there don't even use it said Nikki Aurora, 19, an engineering student, who was recently invited to a Facebook recruiting event at the company's headquarters. I just don't believe in the product because, like Facebook, the baseline of everything they do is desire to show people more ads. Um, And then another student said, um, surprisingly, a lot of my friends now are like, I don't really want to work for Facebook, she said, citing privacy stuff, fake news, personal data, all of these um, issues that Facebook and other big tech corporations have had with privacy and everything as tech and the internet, you know, picks up speed in today's society. So um, it basically is talking about this whole article is talking about how like, yeah, it's a really big paycheck, a lot of, you know, pros, pros, pros and pros, (laughs) perks, I was gonna say perks and pros, but a lot of perks, free food, all of this stuff. Um, And perhaps outside of the tech field, you know, there's a really like what Kim and I were saying is we thought people wanted to work there. You know, it was a good like um, like stereotype around working at something like that. But what people are saying who are actually in these positions is that they often don't fully support either the company or the products um, or what they become and therefore do not want to work there or are debating exactly going through what we're talking about of this moral decision of if they want to work there or not for, you know, for the paycheck kind of thing. Um, 
even if they don't fully believe in the product. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh, here you go. So one student who was the head of Stanford's Computer Science and Social Good Club um, basically was talking about how a lot of students criticize, criticize Facebook and talk about how they would not want to work there, but ultimately end up accepting the job offer when they get it. And her quote is, everyone cares about ethics and tech before they get a contract. Um, so she's kind of saying, right, until you see what that paycheck is, you're like, oh, I would never work there. Like, I don't believe in them, whatever. And then you see what that paycheck's going to be and what all the perks are, what your vacation hours are, whatever, how good your life is going to be living in Silicon Valley. And then you're like, actually, I think I could work there and then end up ultimately working there. So it's like a whole big game, really. And they probably know that. I mean, that's probably one of the reasons they pay their engineers so much. It's like if they're having trouble hiring, obviously they're going to want to pay or they're going to up the paycheck to try to get more people. So it was ultimately a really interesting article and um, interesting to see that things are kind of changing in society because the article was the whole point of it was kind of saying that within at least these big tech companies and specifically in terms of like social media companies, like we mentioned Snapchat, Facebook, things like that, that students are actually choosing not to work there um, more and more these days um, and would rather work potentially at somewhere um, smaller or not as flashy, I guess, um, because they don't fully believe in the product, which is really interesting. So can't say we are doing that. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. I guess I haven't really met anyone in in that position in tech. But I guess it's like kind of the same thing you can translate across the board. But Something interesting also in the article that someone said was defense companies have had this reputation for a long time um, and social networks are just getting that. And like I said earlier, I honestly had no idea that this was happening like Mm -hmm. within that realm. What Kim's referencing about the um, defense companies is like if you don't necessarily believe in um, whatever it is, warfare or any of that kind of stuff, it doesn't line up with your morals, but you end up working at a defense company, right? Who's creating these weapons or whatever. So that's, that's, that's been like a very well-known moral, um, compass kind of challenge. But this article is talking about how these big tech companies are kind of becoming, or are kind of in the same, um, field right now with that. So. Right. Yeah. And honestly, there's nothing at all wrong with working at these companies. I hope. Yeah. We're not trying to bash on them at all. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like we, we just are, thought but... that this was like an interesting topic to cover because like no one talks about it really. Yeah, no, they don't. And again, like we said at the beginning, we're not trying to give you advice. I don't know. It de- <laughs> it's all dependent on your own situation, yeah. your own moral morals. Like it's such a personalized situation. But um, we just thought it was really interesting more than anything else. So yes, definitely do. Let us know what your guys' thoughts are. Um, you can message us on Instagram or if you, you know, any other way you can contact us. We're curious. This is just a really interesting conversation to have, but, um, and let us know if you've ever experienced this. Like I know a lot of our friends listen and they're, um, up and coming in their careers. Right. Did you have a moral dilemma when you you got your Yeah, exactly. It's not always an immediate yes when you get that, that offer call. So, um, Yeah. yeah, definitely let us know. And yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Damn. Thanks for listening to Unfiltered. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. You can follow us on Instagram at unfilteredpdcst. And we post every Sunday, we post our episodes every Sunday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So like, comment, subscribe, give us, give us that five-star rating. <laughs> <laughs> and what else? Yeah, hit us, hit our DMs, hit tag our DMs us. Up. 
like tag us. us, like us, comment. We already said that. Um, yeah. Follower. Share, follow. Did we say that? I said follow. Yeah. <laughs> no, I said subscribe. But subscribe. same thing these days. It's tweet. All the same, dude. Um, <laughs> Retweet. Venmo us. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yo, Venmo us. Hey, my Venmo is okay. <laughs> all of the buzzwords, dude. Just Venmo us. Yep. Zell us. Snapchat us. Okay, this is enough. <laughs> um, Anyways. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. We got some fun episodes. We're going to have some cool guests on um, in the next couple months, weeks, months, spread out. So be yes. sure to listen in and tune in for those on Sundays or any day of the week that, you, that your little heart desires. Um, it's great to be listening to a podcast when working from home. No one likes to sit mm-hmm. in silence. So yeah. just putting that out there. Yes. And yeah. All right. Have a good one, everyone. My name <laughs> is Kimberly. My name is Michaela. And, and this, this is Unfiltered. Unfiltered. Not. 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 Okay. I dare you to burp into the microphone. Nah. I can't burp on command. Damn it. Okay. That's <laughs> my burp. That was my burp. <laughs>